is an audio platform created to educate, inform, and empower women to take charge of their physical and mental health. Join Shalana Battle and her occasional guests as they discuss many issues and health topics that concern women. While many health tips and advice will be discussed on this platform by licensed professionals, it should not take the place of seeking help from your own physician or therapist. If you feel that you need professional advice or medical assistance, do not hesitate to contact your provider. Now, let's get to the show. The Healthy Inspirations Conference is an interactive, live, and virtual experience that was designed to inspire women to focus on their inner woman and to provide them with the necessary tools to improve their health and well-being. This conference will allow women from all over to connect, network, and support one another as they begin their journey to optimal health. Participants can look forward to discussing topics from sex and relationships to menstrual problems, menopause, pelvic floor dysfunction, mental health, and so much more. Unlike most virtual health conferences, this will be a fun, interactive experience with food, drinks, DJs, makeup, and fashion tutorials. Hosted by two qualified and experienced healthcare professionals, Dr. Shalana Battle and Dr. Nia Spicer-Thomas. You have so much to look forward to from this conference. You don't want to miss this opportunity, so book your seat now and get ready to reveal the beauty inside you. What's going on, eavesdrop family? I hope you are not just having a good week, but I hope that you all are flourishing this week. I hope that you are thriving. I hope that you are reaching every goal that you set out for this week. For me, this week has definitely been pretty busy, but it has definitely been productive. I've been working on podcast material, working on the health conference that is coming up soon. I'm definitely excited about that. Um, And not to mention still juggling a full-time job. So I'm definitely being the superwoman I told you all not to be a few episodes ago. (laughs) Sometimes we got to do it. But um, as long as you are getting in your self-care, that is what matters the most. However, I did promise myself that I would get into a good book this week because I haven't really been reading Like I said, I would earlier in the year when the year first started, when I created my vision board, do not judge me, (laughs) but I started reading a book titled The Secret Lives of Church Ladies by Deisha Filio. I think I'm saying her name wrong, but I hope I get it right. Deisha Filio. Um, The book was recommended to me by a friend of mine who is part of a book club. And I thought the title was pretty catchy because, you know, I love good drama. I love good thriller. I like comedy. I like romantic novels. I like science fiction movies. But you can really reel me in with a good drama or a thriller. 
and the cover of the book really made you want to know more about what was actually inside the book. So I purchased the book from Amazon. I received it on Monday and y'all believe it or not, I am almost finished. <laughs> the book has been really, really good. I actually had to make myself put it down a couple nights because I had to work in the morning. So I was kind of like that meme on Facebook I saw the other day. This is me watching Netflix and trying to count how many hours I have left before work in the morning. That's how I was reading this book. <laughs> the book is a collection of stories and these stories follow nine women from different generations and walks of life. Now, I think it's important to know that it is a compilation of short stories prior to reading the actual book because sis was confused at first. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a book full of short stories. So I was like, wait, what? Whatever happened to so-and-so from chapter one? But you have to know that it is a book. It's full of short stories and it represents the lives of nine different women. And the book tells the story of nine women who try to maneuver through life as they discover who they are as individuals and as women. But at the same time, they are caught between the double standards um, of living up to the expectations of others and people close to them. And it really goes into detail about church hurt and how living up to the standards of people can really box you in and limit your full potential. And I feel like every story has something that we all could either relate to or would have been familiar with. But definitely check it out. It's The Secret Lives of Church Ladies by Disha Filial. Um, I purchased the book again from Amazon. But if you like to listen to audiobooks, you can definitely find it on Audible as well. So October has a lot of observances throughout the month. And in the month of October, we observe pregnancy and infant awareness breast cancer awareness and I even learned that menopause awareness month is on the 18th of October and October is also domestic violence awareness month and many of you know that this is something that I have a passion for I'm passionate about it because it is a big issue in our community that is not recognized enough I feel that nurses nurse practitioners doctors teachers social workers therapists we all play a huge role in identifying abuse and oftentimes we are the first line of defense against domestic violence so we have to be in a place where we are comfortable with asking questions and we must also be resourceful and know what to do when a survivor has confided in us one population that i feel is often overlooked when it comes down to domestic violence and abuse is our teenagers and adolescents and it is probably this way because when you think about domestic violence your mind automatically goes towards adult romantic relationships but sadly, this is a common issue in teenagers and adolescents as well. According to the Center for Disease Control, nearly 1 in 11 females and approximately 1 in 14 male high school students report having experienced physical dating violence in the last year. And when we look at sexual violence, the number gets even 
bigger, about one in eight female and one in 26 male high school students report having experienced sexual violence in the last year. And when we look at teen intimate partner violence, it has lasting effects on the individual, their families, and their communities, and often goes unreported because teens are ashamed or they are afraid to tell their parents or other responsible adults. So today, to provide more awareness on teen dating violence, we have Dr. Erica Lee, who is the founder of the PURSE Foundation, and PURSE stands for Partnering Under Real Situations Every Day. Dr. Lee's organization is centered around educating, creating awareness, and providing a safe haven for survivors of abuse and teen dating violence. I am so excited and I'm so happy that she is here today to give us more insight about her organization and also to have a candid discussion about teen violence. Are you ready for this conversation? Well, here is Dr. Lee. Hi, Erica, or should I say hi, Soror? <laughs> Soror is fine. Yes. How are you? <laughs> yes, thank you. Shout out to DST. Absolutely. <laughs> and, yes, and welcome to the eavesdrop. I'm so happy to have you here today to talk about a topic that we are both passionate about. Today, we are talking about teen dating violence, and February is actually Teen Dating Awareness Violence Month, but I wanted to talk about it now because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and as we know, domestic violence is something that is so very common, but yet it still remains a taboo topic that no one really wants to talk about. It's just not table talk. And when people think of domestic violence, the first thing that we often really think about is the adult population and how it affects adult romantic relationships. And there's not enough emphasis placed on the adolescent population. So I'm so happy that we're having this conversation today. But before we go into any of that today, can you tell everyone about Miss Erica Lee? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so about me, I am the founder of Purse Foundation, which stands for Partnering Under Real Situations Every Day. And it addresses a question, what are you caring? And so our goal is to go into the schools, churches, or wherever called and present information and educational resources on teen dating violence, just to help our young people out. Our hope is that before they'll even a domestic violence situation that we'll provide them with the education early. So that would ever, so they wouldn't, they'll be less likely to encounter a domestic violence situation. So that's a, my organization, Purse Foundation. And the other services that we provide, we recently within the last year started offering college scholarships to our teens um, at selected schools. And then we also work in the shelters, providing resources to those families who had to leave their homes with nothing on their backs and just all, I mean, with only thing that they had on their back, excuse me, and go to the shelters. And so we wanted to be a resource for the shelters and bridge the gap and bring whatever what was needed for them to the shelters. And uh, a lot of the shelters still need resources as they are encountering these victims on a daily basis. So that is 
pretty much in a nutshell, our mission and what we set out to do is to work with the, the teens, the, their, the children, the families, and um, just be a resource. Oh, I love that. And I love the name, by the way, it's very catchy and it is relatable and it gives a sense that there's someone there who has your back for whatever unforeseen circumstance you are facing. And just listening to the description of your organization, that's what it is. It's just having the back of people who need Mm -hmm. the assistance. And that's awesome. Um, Can you discuss how you came up with the idea and what was your motivation behind PURSE? Sure. Actually, um, PURSE Foundation It came by way of a dream and I have to back up a little bit. I was in an abusive relationship and during the time that I was in an abusive relationship, one of my college mates was murdered as a result of domestic violence and that happening to her and her name was Nova Henry. It not only happened to her, but that she was murdered, but her nine month old daughter, Ava Henry was murdered as well. And at the time of their death, Mm -hmm. I was in an abusive relationship and it could have claimed my life just like it claimed Nova and her daughter, Ava. And although that was a tragedy, that happening to them served as my wake up and get out call. And shortly after their deaths, I thought about it so much uh, because I was in fear of my life. I began to have dreams about Nova all the time. And uh, one particular dream that I did have one morning was the word purse in black bold letters with periods between each letter in my dream. And I woke up and I remember asking God, what does purse mean? And later on that day, I came across the article that was featuring Nova's mother, Yolan Henry, and she was holding a purse. And she said, this purse is symbolic because now I have to be a voice for my daughter and granddaughter. Mm-hmm who are victims of domestic violence. And so I really believe at that moment in time that God gave me a dream to turn person to a reality. And so um, I held it in my spirit until I was able to get myself out of the relationship that I was in and take some time out to work on me for some years before I can actually go out and help others. So in doing so, God allowed me to go ahead and move my feet and start working on Purse Foundation. And that's how Purse Foundation was really formed. Oh, that is so inspiring. And it just goes to show you that sometimes when things happen to us in life or happen to family members, it it can always be used for a positive purpose and to Mm -hmm. definitely help other people who may be like on the same path um, that you may have been going through as well. And so I just applaud you for just walking in your purpose and being obedient to God's will. Thank you. Most people automatically think about how domestic violence affects adult romantic relationships. And I just don't think that there's enough awareness about domestic violence in general, especially in how it affects the adolescent population. And if we really did the research, we would see that it is just as common in this population and it's just as Im- impactful on individuals, families, and communities. Could you give us some insight on what teen dating violence is and how it is significant to the community? Absolutely. Teen dating violence, for one, it's a pattern of abusive behaviors 
that are designed to have control over a person. So what that looks like is teen dating violence can take place in person, online, and or through technology. And it can include the following types of behaviors, such as physical violence, sexual violence, psychological aggression, and even stalking. Um, teen dating violence is it's so it has a, a significance on our community because um, it has a profound impact on lifelong on our teens' lifelong health, their well-being, and that can even last for a lifetime. So, as you mentioned about domestic violence. Yeah, we, when we think about that, we just think about the adult form. However, with our teens seeing it, seeing adults experiencing domestic violence, they are in turn learning those behaviors and they are finding themselves in abusive relationships and domestic violence relationships as a result of what they see, as a result of what they have not been taught. And, um, and so it is a, a cycle and it is domestic violence affects the family. It, it affects everything and it affects how adults, when their children see domestic violence, as I said, they are learning behaviors that they then exhibit into relationships or that they accept in relationships as they age because they see it as acceptable because they saw the people before them experience it. And so they have may some may internalize that as love or how they're supposed to receive love. So mm. It is definitely significant because we have to stop the cycle. And in order way to stop the cycle is to teach healthy dating relationships and make sure our teens know what it looks like, what is not supposed to look like, so that they won't misinterpret uh, the signs of, of abuse and call it love. Right. I like the fact that you said that with adolescents, who are in abusive relationships or see abuse, they often carry unhealthy patterns of violence into future relationships and can ultimately end up as victims and or perpetrators of um, violence when they become adults and when they become intimate and, and adult relationships as well too. Mm-hmm. Now, what are other signs and symptoms that parents and mentors should be on the lookout for that may indicate that their teen may be in, a, in danger of teen violence? Sure. Some of the warning signs that parents could look out for when it comes to their adolescents, their teens, or any youth that they work with are sudden changes in their clothes or makeup, bruises, scratches, or other injuries on their bodies. They may have failing grades or dropping out of school or even some of their activities that they love. They might not be as engaged in those anymore. Um, They might avoid friends. Some other things they might even find, they might have difficulty making decisions and even sudden changes in their mood or personality. I know that some teens um, have become anxious or depressed, experienced those um, um, issues and some have even act out or being or more have even been secretive about what they were going through and um, mm-hmm. eating changes sleeping habits all those um, are signs to look for in a team that may be experiencing uh, violence and they're always maybe it's even the point of they're always thinking about their dating partner their use of alcohol or drugs another one uh, is pregnancy some teenagers believe that having a baby will help make things better or you know, or in their relationships. So some girls are forced to even, as I know we've touched on, but some girls are even forced to have sex 
um, as a way to make their relationship better. So these are some of the signs that a victim is, that a victim is someone is experiencing or your teen is experiencing violence. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you brought up <clears throat> sexual abuse because we often see reproductive and sexual coercion in healthcare a lot. And this type of abuse involves taking power and control over another person's reproductive health. And it's something that is very common in the adolescent population as well. I read the other day that one in eight female adolescents fall victim of reproductive coercion. And Mm -hmm. some of the signs and symptoms of reproductive coercion might involve refusal of like a partner to use a condom or other forms of contraception, maybe lying about using a method of birth control, such as a partner might lie about a vasectomy or lie about using birth control or sabotaging birth control methods, hiding or destroying contraceptive pills or withholding money to purchase birth control. One of the ones that we see commonly in healthcare is some patients may refuse to get treated for sexually transmitted infections because their partner may not allow them to, or their partner may not go and get treated. And then they re-expose their partner. So it's really important that healthcare providers, mentors, and teachers, and parents have open and honest conversations about the potential for sexual abuse in their relationships, and then, you know, discuss the signs and symptoms, because I think that sexual abuse can often be disguised in a way because a teen is not going to be outwardly and open about their sex life with an adult. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we make it more acceptable for them to be able to talk to us about it, we're able to identify this form of abuse. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. so um, in your experience with teen violence, have you ever come across a situation where you assisted a teen who was in an abusive situation? And if so, what were the signs and how were you able to assist them? So far in my experience, I have encountered teens that were in relationships that that may not have been as healthy for them to be in, but I cannot recall meeting someone who actually uh, was in an abusive relationship and needed to just get out. My encounters have been with educating teens on what the healthy relationships should be like, and they have shared Mm -hmm. some of their experiences and allowed me to into them some education to enlighten them about more about healthy relationships. But what what I do also share with my teens when I uh, host the workshops, I have four little small mini purses, <clears throat> and and mm-hmm. then and during the workshop, I share with them other people, other teens that I do not know personally, but I also had the opportunity of working with their families about um, things that have happened to their children. And one in particular uh, teen here in Atlanta, Georgia, she was, as a result of uh, teen dating violence, she was uh, murdered. And so I was able to work with that family to help them through that time and just be there, provide encouragement for them and just be there during that tough time. And now have uh, this opportunity to also share with our teens what to look out for. And this particular teen um, I share with my teens during my workshop, I share them this young lady's story. 
and I share this particular message as I pull it out the purse. It reads, my mother was diagnosed with a disease that restricted her to a wheelchair and I became her caretaker and assisted her with any tasks I could. I had dreams and aspirations on becoming a nurse, but all this came to an end. My ex-boyfriend stabbed me eight times, then wrapped my body in a comforter, placed me in a storage container and hid me in a shed. I was 17 years old. My name is India Chapman. Wow. And as I share these stories, yeah, I share several other teen stories that I carry with me in these mini purses with our youth to let them know that it is relevant to your age group. It, it is happening to people um, every day within your age group and it can happen to you. And no matter how popular you are, uh, your status in high school, all that, your everything, um, because most of the teens I talk to, they're high school. So I just let them know um, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're your honor roll student, your president, none of that matters. Anyone can experience violence at any time. And so it's very important for me to share stories with teens that have experienced domestic violence uh, within their age group and share their stories with them with hopes of them saying, hey, that could have been me or, oh, I recognize that behavior or I'm experiencing that or I'm mm -hmm. the one who's actually exuding that behavior. So yeah, so that's the education I provide and more so my interactions with the teens that I encounter. Yeah, I agree. Stories do create more of an awareness. And so I think that is a good uh, method of just educating our youth just by sharing other stories. And um, I'm glad that you have an organization like this, because as I mentioned before, like with teenagers, and I see it too in healthcare, like when you try to ask them about their relationship status, their partners and things like that, they're not really forthcoming because a lot of teenagers like in this age group are not allowed to date. So they date secretly and they may go through the abuse without discussing or telling someone about it. And so when you have organizations like PURSE, when you have um, months like this and Teen Awareness Month in February, it opens up the conversation and hopefully more teens will be identified, especially the ones that are going through abuse. So what are some resources that are available for our teens who may be victims of teen violence? Sure. First and foremost, one of the resources if our uh, teens are experiencing domestic violence, we want to encourage the Na National Domestic Violence Hotline, first and foremost. And that number is 1-800-799-SAFE or 7233. So that's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And then mm -hmm. we have some other teen dating violence organizations, such as loveisrespect.org. That is loveisrespect.org. And we also have Love Is Not Abuse. And these websites provide resources for teens and parents on uh, teen dating violence and brochures and handbooks that will be useful. And mm -hmm. yeah, so those are a couple of resources that, that can be utilized. And then also always cdc.gov and mm -hmm. break the silence is a great okay. resource. Now, my last question about this is what can parents do if they suspect that their child or someone they love is in an abusive relationship? Because sometimes it's not table talk, it's not an easy discussion to have. How can we break the ice, so to speak, if we feel that someone that we love might be in an abusive relationship? 
Absolutely. So some tips for parents really is never too early to teach self-respect. Um, no one has the right to tell your preteen or teenager who to see, what to do, or what to wear. And no one has the right to hit or control anyone. So if a parent expects that their child or someone they know is in a, um, already involved in an abusive um, relationship, tell your preteen or teen that you're there to help, not to judge. Um, if your child uh, does not want to talk with you, help find another trusted person with whom to talk to. Because sometimes it's hard for the parents and the kids to really talk and kids find it more, teenagers find it more favorable to speak with someone that's not even as close to them outside of the parents. So it's just, mm -hmm. that's just the, the, the whole makeup of that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely important to just find the parent to find someone who definitely could be a segue to help facilitate those conversations and uh, continue focus on, on your team. Don't put them down. Don't put their abusive partner down. And because we all know that when we tell someone not to do it, for some reason, it makes them want to do it even more. So yeah, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So we just want to just support, be that steady, constant support, letting them know that we love them and letting them know that just providing all the support that we can. Another thing is that we can, you know, for our parents in schools, we can access more dating violence prevention and intervention programs are made available for the school. That's definitely key education. I know we talk about sex education. Definitely, we need to talk about dating education as an, another exactly. outlet for our teens to be able to have that as a resource. And, um, and just take whatever necessary safety measures, have friends available so your team doesn't have to walk or drive alone, all that good stuff. It takes a village. And so you need as many people involved in your child's life and, um, you know, not just you as a parent, but we need so many different resources for our children. And so those are just some of the tips that as a parent can do uh, if they expect that their child is in an abusive relationship, definitely seek um, resource, further more resources, therapy as well. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with all of that. And there are training courses that adults can take in order to learn how to communicate with teenagers because definitely the lingo is different now these days mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> the way that we communicate with them is different and so I do know that they are there are training courses that can be taken because they have them for like healthcare providers I'm sure they're out there for community resources as well too yes yeah so definitely if you know that your teen is in an abusive relationship we always mm -hmm. just want to provide care we let them know hey I care about what happens to you I love you and I want to help and when I think about my abusive relationship that I was in, I hit it just like the teens hide what they're going through now. I hit it because I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. And on top of that, why? Because here I was, I was popular in high school. I was the president. I was captain of chilling of the chilling squad. And no, this is not my life. I don't want anybody knowing that I allowed somebody to do this to me. And that's, those were, my, that was my mindset that, um, I don't want, I don't want people to think I'm stupid or I'm dumb because this happened. So I was so ashamed yeah. and, and filled with guilt that I hit it. And I had to, what I had to do was finally disclose what was in my purse in order for me to get help. And so when I told a friend about what was going on in my life, that friend being a friend didn't just keep it to himself as I told him to keep it to himself. He was a friend enough to go ahead and contact my mother and let her know what mm. was going on with me and so when 
I reached out and that's when my family and friends reached in. And so that's what I purse is all about. It's about releasing what you're carrying because if you don't, no one knows what you're carrying and does not know how to help you and be a resource for you. So release those hidden accessories so that others can be there for you and be a resource to you. Yes, and I'm glad you shared that part of your story about you reaching out to a friend and the friend didn't keep the secret because they knew that Mm -hmm. that secret was going to be detrimental to you. And I just want to encourage those who are listening who may have that secret (laughs) that somebody Mm -hmm. has maybe told you, okay, this is what's going on in my life, but please don't tell anyone. Of course, you have to do it in a safe manner because, you know, these situations you can't really take lightly, but when you have a secret like that, you have to find a way to help the person and holding on to the secret is just not helpful. It really isn't. So I'm glad you shared that. So you are a busy woman as we discussed, (laughs) and I know that you are working on some upcoming projects. Can you tell us all about that and how listeners can connect with you? Absolutely. So I just released my book called Dump It which stands for Dating Under My Potential. And it is just a self-guide towards uh, self-discovery to allow enhanced group discussions with our young people to encourage those group discussions about dating. And just it's uh, written in artistic expression just for... um, for the young and the old to actually assess where they are in their dating life and are they contributing to unhealthy dating patterns? Um, Are you getting the same results because of your being unhealthy? So it is a guide to uh, just encourage group discussion and self-discovery. And as mentioned, it has artistic uh, expressions and and short reads in there too, just and questions as well to, allow a person to evaluate their own uh, ways, their own actions, and allow them to even journal their own thoughts. So, but overall it is to, with hopes that it would serve as a reminder to dump anything that does not propel you towards greatness. And how can we access the book? Absolutely, the book is on Amazon. And you can purchase the book off Amazon and it's, as a, it's called Dump It. Dr. Erica Lee, so dump it with periods between each letter. So you can access that on Amazon. Okay. And then how can we learn more about you and how to follow you on social media outlets? Yes, yes. You can learn more about Purse Foundation. First and foremost, follow us on our social media outlets, um, Facebook, join our Purse Foundation page. And on Instagram, we have Purse Foundation underscore foundation underscore Inc. That's IG. And you can find us on Facebook at Purse Foundation Inc. And also you can visit our website and join our our newsletter um, at www.pursefoundation.com. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Erica, for joining us today on the eavesdrop. I really enjoy sharing all of this with you. I definitely would like to have you come back again because I think this is a discussion that we can have so many other times because there's, it's so broad, it's so much to talk about. But I would like to thank you for just taking time out of your busy schedule today to just sit with us and give us some knowledge. Absolutely. Thank you so okay. much for having me. It was definitely a pleasure. Anytime that I could share and be of use, just let me know.
Okay, awesome. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed Dr. Lee and that you were able to learn something new about teen dating violence. If you are in an abusive relationship or abusive situation, I just want you to know that you are not your situation. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and there's so much in store for you. For more information, visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline by visiting thehotline.org. Again, that is thehotline.org. Or simply call 1-800-799-SAFE. Again, that is 1-800-799-SAFE. Well, that is all for now. Follow The Eavesdrop on IG at the Real Eavesdrop underscore podcast or visit the webpage at theeavesdroppodcast.com. If you are enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the show with those you love. And until the next episode, be well, be whole, and be blessed. Bye.